There we go. Now we're recording. Move locations. So look at this location, Mikey. You know, one week you're in California, next week you're in Florida. And I haven't gone anywhere, so I figured I'd just go to my private beach house and do it from there. I like that planning. Tell, yeah. me, tell me what you think of this. I'm moving. I'm on the move. Oh, yeah. I'm just moving around today a little bit. We were just talking this week, and you said, I really want a better view of your refrigerator. So I thought I can accommodate that. Well, right now I'm over there in the, the Golden Gate Bridge. I can't see you. Golden Gate, that's nice. Or whatever that's called. I have walked across the Golden Gate Bridge. And now I'm in uh, Santa Maria, the island that I'm from, right there. What do you think of that? Is that the one that's surrounded by water? That one is, yeah. <laughs> is that really Santa Maria? Yeah. If I recall, that's the second or the third island running east to west. It's the furthest one uh, east. On the first, so it's number one. Number okay. one, yeah. Number one in more ways than one. Number one. All right, let's go back to the hissy fifth zone over here. There we go. I'm gonna bring this up and make this larger. Sure. Oh, there it is. How are you? Good. I was almost late today because I was at the grocery store at the uh, produce section. Sure. Took me 20 minutes to open up one of those stupid bags. The opening, it's just as difficult to close those things as, <laughs> as the store manager pointed out to you. Whoa. You got to make sure you got to test the product, make sure you're getting what you expect. Plus today, I'm very tired because I had a, a dream that I was awake all night. <laughs> so what's going on with you, Bill? The guy that built the model of I built the model of the Himalayas, and a friend said to scale, and I said no, just to look at. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Good man, lot to share, a lot to talk about. Glad we're here. I know, huh? Happy Saturday. How's your week been? Good. So um, last Sunday, Actually, two weeks, two weeks. Yeah, last Sunday we went to this um, downtown historic Palm Harbor. There was like a original artist uh, show where they had all the, the street cl closed off with everybody had their own booth or tent or whatever you call it. And yeah. Everyone art, yeah. So I'm walking down with Terry, one of her friends. And all of a sudden I realized that the, the singer, the band that fired me was walking towards me. But he didn't notice me right away. But as soon as he noticed me, he was about 10 feet away from me. So now it's too late to, to, ride, to hide. So what he did is he actually sped up his speed, his uh, walking cadence. He was with his wife. And he, and he didn't even look at me. He just goes, Mr. Cabral. You know, like, come on, man. After being in a bit, he, he said, Mr. Cabral. But didn't even look at me. Didn't stop, didn't shake my hand, and nothing. Just So that wasn't even a greeting. That was a stupid thing, that, like a guilty conscious thing or something. Oh. Wow. It's funny when people react uh funny when they're ashamed quite frankly yeah, i think that's what it was yeah how's that band of theirs doing the backstabbing boners what were they called well you know they went from oyster bone i'm gonna change it to eat a snail bone eh. or the uh backstabbing boners better yeah that's better <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Have you been playing some music with anybody? You had a jam a couple of weeks ago. I was supposed to have one uh, today, but uh, the guy the guy that's the main guy that comes in and does all the stuff that uh, everybody else would follow in with, he couldn't do it. So we're, we're uh, not playing today. Huh. Crazy, huh? Hmm. Yep. Yep. When life goes on, you can hold your head high. I know, huh? So you, you know the thing where some, when sometimes when people sneeze. Sure. What, what's your normal reaction when somebody sneezes? I would say God bless you. Right. So one time I was at this place where I worked and uh, this lady was sneezing, 
and everybody said, God bless you. So then she sneezed again, somebody said it again. So at the four times I said, hey, if we said God bless you four times and it's not working, then you got a problem somewhere. So then she sneezed again, so I said, stop sneezing, jerk. And you know what you happened? Gotta inside, you got to look inside yourself at that point. <laughs> well, what happened is everybody laughed and she laughed. So then after that, because she was like sneezing all the time, so she'd sneeze and everybody would say, stop sneezing, jerk. <laughs> And then from there I on, I was with you. <laughs> from that day on, every time somebody sneezed, we'd all say, "Stop sneezing, jerk!" <laughs> this is gonna catch on. <laughs> well, you know, because if we say "God bless you" four times in a row and it didn't work, it didn't take. It's not gonna happen after the fifth one either. Oh man! Uh, I think thing. I was with you. I think I was with you once, and somebody sneezed three times, and you said, "That's enough." <laughs> <laughs> oh man! <laughs> oh. That's great. So you said back in. Once of a, I was in the audience of a small training, and the guy speaking, um, somebody sneezed, and he said, "This is no, this is nothing to sneeze about." <laughs> wow. Oh, all those good little one-liners. So why do we say when somebody sneezes, "God bless you"? If if you fart, nobody says, "God bless you." I. Both, I think uh, the, the, the mythical idea of the sneeze that shuts everything down in your system because evil spirits are going by and this doesn't allow them into your soul. Oh, I see. There so you, you go. say, God bless you, just to kind of top it off and keep it all good. Or, you know, shut up, jerk. Either way, it's, it's all good. Stop sneezing, jerk. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, my goodness. Wow. That's funny. That's funny. Well, I was in your state uh, of Florida last weekend and had a lovely time. Didn't get a chance to see you because we were on opposite coasts, but it's close. Yeah, it's only a four-hour drive. Yeah. yeah but when I actually, you know, one of those days it was funny. So I got this group of five guys. Yeah. And we got back to seventh grade together. And we get together, I was going to say every year, COVID kind of messed it up. But last week, we got together for a long weekend. For the first time in two and a half years, my buddy's house in Jupiter, Florida. But it was funny, we kind of staggered our arrivals. I got in there Wednesday, and another friend came in Wednesday night. And the fourth guy got in Thursday night. And then the fifth guy, Joe, got in late Friday night. Just work schedules and stuff. So Friday night, 11 o'clock, we're all together. So Saturday night was the first night we were like, you know, we're together, went out to dinner. And then Sunday morning, the first guy went to the airport at 6 a.m. And I flew out Sunday night. So it was a good time. But it was just kind of staggered and, and interesting, but had some fun. Just enjoyed the weather, the warmth, and the sun. We're dealing with this early spring up here where it's 58 degrees one day. Today it's going to snow. It's just, we're, you know, we're getting there, but it's not there yet. So it was beautiful to be in Florida for four or five days and just taking the sun and relax. This guy had a couple of those electric bikes. That was oh, kind yeah. of fun, ran around on those for a while. When we were kids, we used to call those mopeds, but that was gas power, these are all electric. So did you like Jupiter? Had a, good, had a good time in Florida. Did you like Jupiter? Oh, I love it, I've been down there a couple of times. Yeah. You remember Ron, our buddy Ron. So Ron actually picked me up at the airport because my other buddy Bennett was busy. So Ron and I went to lunch and caught up and had a great time where we can just laugh and laugh and laugh. And so is he still in office? Is he still political? Yeah. So he's got a really good gourmet food business going. Cool. And he's a councilman. And um, one of these days, we're going to be calling him mayor. Wow. That'd be fun. So um, Jupiter's a beautiful town. <laughs> Talk about fun. We, we played at... Um, Tarpon Springs, when I was in the band, we played uh, the 4th of July picnic. So we had to get there. It's a very first. wholesome family event. I'm surprised they would allow a band called the Backstabbing Boners to be on the bill with such a oh, family they event. They weren't called that back then, but anyway. Oh. We had to set up early, and there was, a, was a, like a hot dog eating contest, and there was some of the uh, senior citizen ladies that were doing the dance thing and singing. So we had to sit there for about an hour waiting for our turn to go on stage. But there's all these picnic tables that were filled with people. Of course, I went to the first table and I said, hey, I just talked to the mayor. And he told me to come show you guys a picture of my pride and joy. So I. Oh, God. So they all laughed. So I go to the next table. Next day. 
by the time I got to the ninth table, I think it was or something, I said, hey, I just got a call from the mayor. He says for me to come by and show you a picture of my pride and joy. So one of the ladies says, you just talked to the mayor? I says, yeah. She goes, oh, how's he doing? I says, oh, he's great, but he wanted me to show you the picture. She goes, what's the mayor's name? I says, you know, the mayor. Mr. Mayor. <laughs> so she goes, well, he's right behind you. <laughs> so, of course, I said, well, it wasn't a long distance call. It was, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and then I showed him the picture. He thought that was awesome. He says, you know, if I'd known that, I would have told you to, do, to actually do that. You know, see, he thought it was he thought it was funny. <laughs> so you met the you met the mayor. It wasn't a long distance call. Of course, you got to be old enough to get that reference. That's hysterical. Yeah, like if I go to a store or something, and some employees there, I say, "Hey, listen, I just talked to corporate, and they said for me to come in and show you a picture of my pride and joy." I just talked to corporate. <laughs> wow. So I got to wow. grab I, I got to grab something to show you. Just I'll be right back. One second. Sure. I'll keep talking. Jupiter is a really gorgeous town with all these inlets. The Jupiter Lighthouse is spectacular. We, we went and had lunch at a really good restaurant called Lucky Shucks. It's owned by Joe Namath. Joe Namath, wow. And um, we didn't see him, but we had some oysters and just a bunch of appetizers. And the inlets right there in the Jupiter Lighthouse. It's gorgeous. Picture, it's picturesque town. So what I want to show you is... Um... A lot of times when I show people a picture of my pride and joy, a lot of them say, oh, man, I got to get one of those. Mm -hmm. I say, I say, yeah, I've, been, I've had this one in my wallet for 35 years, but now you can go on your phone, you can do it on Google, do a search for pride and joy and click on images, it pops right up. And then uh, you can, you know, put it on your phone. But now what I decided to do was because people always say, oh, I got to get one of those. When they say that, if, if they want, if they, if they uh, are actually going to use it, I like to give them one. So now I... I said, well, listen, take my business card and keep, you know, keep it in your wallet, in your wallet or something. And when you want to show somebody a picture of your pride and joy, just show, turn the back. On the back of your business card. Oh, my God, you're a genius. So now they're not going to throw the card away. Right? That and is spectacular. And I tell them, by the way, if you need to give it to somebody and you want another one, just give me a call and I'll send you another one. My business that's card. Like, that's joy. Did you just do that? Yeah. That's genius. That really is. That's sharp. That's very, very smart. I love that. It's marketing. And you're branding yourself. <laughs> branding yourself. Uh, Boom. Uh, as the funny guy they remember. Oh, that's a riot. Yeah. Yeah. Good for you. I was at the pier here in Oldsmar. So speak, speaking of real estate, look at this. I just got this yesterday. I refinanced the house, and the mortgage company I used, ironically, the mortgage company I happened to use is also one of the sponsors of the No Hissy Pit Zone, Cross Country Mortgage. Cross Country Mortgage, yeah, I've heard a good stuff about them. LynnDevin.com. So yesterday in the mail comes my little thank you gift, little coasters, right, for drinks. Yeah. And I couldn't kind of, this looks like it's kind of like, I don't know, extra something like that. As I took a closer look, I'm not sure this is going to work. Oh, it is going to work. This is etched. And you know what this is? Watch this. What is it? It says oh, Worcester Mass. And this is etched in. This is all, this is the, like the map of Worcester. Nice. How cool is that? That's cool. Well, I thought coasters are kind of cool as we get to spring and summer entertaining, but then I realized the personalization of these. I'm like, now I'm really excited about these coasters. Oh, wow. I, I should just put one right there and put a little... Well, you can't see either of that, but what I got here is a coaster and a drink. But yeah. So, um, by the way, oh. one... One of the original fans of the Oysterbone band. Yeah. I guess, it's, I guess it's selling the Oysterbone shirt at the flea market. He's selling it at the flea market? Yeah. He doesn't want the shirt. As, as in, I'm done with these idiots? Yeah, pretty much. He said, hey. So I, I said, hey, what's to do with that shirt? He goes. Well, based upon that, I wish I had an Oysterbone shirt because I would do something. 
Would you burn it? If I send you one, would you burn it? Of course. I'll see. <laughs> wow. Funny, our motivation is interesting. I mean, you're now you're motivated to send it to me so I can burn it, but you weren't motivated to send it to me so I could wear it back in the day. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You know what happened? Um, we actually ran out of shirts in the, you know, the first order of 100 shirts was, was I'm the one who created the logo, of course, and I, I'm the one who got the shirts. I had a first order of 100. And nobody chipped in to, to help me with that. It was all my stuff. But then when I needed one to give to somebody, it was always out of my out of my stash. You know, it was never, you know, let me you buy it. You large, you can go, yeah, that'll be 10 bucks. <laughs> yeah, but that's, that's not what happened. So it was one, another one of those things where I outdid myself and it didn't pay off. Another thing you did the right thing, and that doesn't mean it's going to be the right thing is done back to you. But that doesn't mean you don't do the right thing. Well yeah. done. Do the right thing because it's the right thing to do anyway, right? That's all. Boom. With no expectation of that in kind. So, <laughs> hey, so why is your dinner at a famous Florida uh, small little, I'm not even sure it's a, but there's a group of them, restaurants called Beef O'Brady's. You've been to one of these places? Beef O'Brady, yeah, yeah. So, Zach, I saw one of those. So, Friday, I decided, let me rent a car and drive up and see Zach. Yeah. My son, he lives over towards Lakeland, and he was working till five. And I'm like, well, shoot me a couple towns. I'll do some Google searching, and uh, and I'll drive up. So what are these towns you call? Avon Park. This is oh, south yeah, of yeah. you, but probably, is that south by like an hour? Avon Park, yeah, I know that is, yeah. Avon Park, um, Sebring. Sebring, yeah. Sebring's on a big lake. I think it's called Lake Johnson. It's, it's a and big, so I found lake. a nice place called the Sunset Grill in Sebring yeah. on the lake. And he says 6.30. So I got there at 6. And as I'm pulling into the parking lot, it's about two hours my trip. He calls me and he says, you're not going to believe this. And he had just been rear-ending in an accident. Oh, no. So they had the two-lane street and they had one of the lanes shut down. The traffic guy is moving. He's just waiting to go. And he hears this screech. And then he goes boom, boom, boom. And then he was the fourth of the cars and he did not hit the person in front of him. So he was fine, but the car was damaged up pretty good. It's drivable. The challenge, like a lot of people have these older cars that's in great shape and great value. And now he'll probably get a check for the value, the book value, which is not a lot. He's got to go car shopping again, but he was fine. I drove to the location. He was just wrapping up with the state trooper and all that stuff. And, um, we took off to Lake Wales yeah, and ended up at Beef O'Brady's for a nice meal. And, you know, it's good to see your kid, you know. We spent some time for an hour and talked about his plans. And my daughter's getting married here in two months, and he's going to be home for that between his golf gigs. And we had a nice time. He left it about 40 minutes back to Lakeland from there, and I had two hours back down to Jupiter. So nice to I, was, I was traveling on I-4 from Tempe, pick up I-4, and it goes all the way across to the other coast yep. or to Orlando and stuff. So before I get near Orlando, there's a sign that said, Florida Air Museum, next exit. For some reason, that kind of intrigued me. I said, Air Museum, I've never been to an Air Museum. So I got off the exit and I followed the signs. And I got there to the parking lot and I said, Air Museum, my ass, this is a regular building on the ground. You know what I mean? A regular, a regular building on the ground. Yeah, that was no stupid. Yeah. Oh, that's oh, good. I don't know if you asked before. Do you have a Five Guys up there, the burger joint? Oh yeah. So I walk into a, a five, five Guys place. There's a young girl at the at the counters, you know, taking the orders. And uh, there's three guys back there in the kitchen working. So I said to her, "Hey, where are the other two? She goes, "The other two." I says, "The other two guys." She goes, "What guys?" I says. Well, the sign says five guys. There's only three guys over there. Where are the other two guys? False, oh, false advertising. So well, the guy that was the manager of some must have heard something says, hey, uh, what's, what's the question? I said, well, the sign outside says five guys, right? He goes, yeah. He says, there's only three guys here. Where are the other two guys? He goes, oh, man, that's good. He gave me a fist pump. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Just I can't behave myself. I don't know why. Hey, it's oh, time yeah. to have a little bit of um, the uh, Zoom meeting coffee. That's actually hard. You know what? I ran in the door recently. I was out talking to a, a new friend of mine on the street. Doesn't sound right, but 
he was here with the water department taking care of some water issues in the street to my house in this week. And uh, I only had time to come in and make my little bowl of oatmeal. And I did not have time to make a cup of coffee. Wow. Like, you know what? You won't mind if I get No, keep, keep going, yeah. How are you doing again? We got this going. Get my instant coffee. Get ready. The challenge is that the audio I hear from you outside from the computer speaking pretty low, and just the element of the stove turning on gets in the way. It's pretty hot already because suddenly we're a cooking show. I don't know how this happened. A little bit of honey for the coffee. Is this any better now? Oh, that is better. Oh, sure. Screwed me the whole time. It's been on you the whole time, and I didn't know it. Damn. Oh. Call yourself a friend. How's this? That's good. Oh, it's too loud for me. Oh, my God. Oh, my What's God. Your next... <laughs> Got an external speaker there going. Is that what that is? No, I have uh, my microphone. I can hit the, hit the oh. volume in the microphone. But then when I do that, I hear it through my speakers. Turn that up because this is going to be hot. Let me hear that microphone again now that I get no noise. Okay, so I, I'm normally at this level right here, right? But at I can zero. do this. If you want me to go with this, I can do this. It didn't do anything, did it? No, but it's better. What's the highest you got? Well, this is the highest right now. <laughs> that works. Is it too loud for you? Oh, yeah, the neighbors are knocking on the door saying, what's going on over there? <laughs> I really enjoy this. I don't think, I don't know how many other people do, but I'm enjoying it. What, the uh, oatmeal? No, just you and I and no hissy fit. Oh, it's freaking awesome, isn't it? So hundreds of people are, hundreds of people are enjoying it. You know what we need to do is have a contest to get to our thousandth listener viewer, and then we'll do some sort of celebration at one thousand. So one of my friends says, "Hey, so um, my girlfriend said she saw you doing a, a Zoom um, Zoom uh, podcast thing or something." I said, "Yeah." He goes, "So what's the deal with that?" So it's very simple. I have a good friend. We've been good friends since the mid '80s. He lives in Massachusetts. I live in Florida. On Saturday mornings, you know, from time to time, we, we get together on Zoom. And we have a conversation for about an hour and uh, you know it's, it's good fun for us and some people watch that i don't know why but it's fun for us and that's what it is really it's, that's what it is and to me i'm sure you also we have a surprising amount of viewers who keep coming back so we're thrilled about that we try to i'm not sure we're bringing much value but we try to bring entertainment and value and good wholesome values as far as the viewers mike I can't keep I can't keep paying them. I, you know, I, I'm running out of money. For sponsors. <laughs> um, <Yeah. laughs> Too funny. Oh, so I had a big um, a big week in the motivational speaking business. Yeah. I had a uh, two hour workshop I did on Wednesday for Boston College. Um, I presented for them last year also, different department. So Boston College is my number one repeating client. Which I feel pretty cool. That's kind of fun. So it was interesting. I learned a lot. Two hours, a uh, long time. I have two segments. I'm not going to go into details on what I spoke about, but I have two pieces of it that I do before I take a five-minute break just to break up Zoom fatigue which viewers don't experience here because there's nothing to be fatigued about. But no. um, so I do a lot of just saying this presentation out loud. I click to the PowerPoint, I time it just to get a feel for it. And last time I'd done it on my own, just in practice, with an hour and five minutes. I'm like, perfect. I'll do a five minute break. I got 50 minutes to the top of the next hour. Somehow when you get live and you're talking to a group, a group of people, again, it's virtual, but you're looking at a group of people. I don't know, I tend to get a little um, anxious, certainly, and I speed up a little bit. I think part of this is I want to bring energy, and with energy sometimes comes velocity. Right, 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 and yeah. so that hour and five minutes in practice was 50 minutes in real life. 
Oh. And I started to panic, like, oh my God, I gotta fill this time. And then you start, and I stop, stick with your plan. And it went fine. But I think also when you're just talking to yourself, I'm trying to learn the presentation side of this, you tend to um, allow yourself to kind of go in a couple of different, just incorporate a couple of different stories. And so now what I'm doing in my rehearsal time is doing this and I'm paying attention to the stories that come up that I can actually use and put in my notes. I have stories I use that are in my notes, but that was an interesting piece. But I got a great, great feedback. I had a virtual round of applause, which is always good. There about 15, 17 people. Um, the other thing my takeaway was I don't I don't tell jokes, you know, as I'm doing this, but I definitely use humor. Yeah. And I think humor can be better understood in a live audience than over, a, you know, virtually. Because sometimes humor is just a body language or a, a facial expression or something. And I'm also not able to read back if they're getting any of that. So I'm anxious yeah. to get back off. I'm doing a, a live event next month for a local big bank. That'll be great. But um, anxious to get back in front of a live audience. So I, although I don't think virtual is ever really going to go away. It's just too efficient for lots of people. I think I might have told you my, my friend that has the booth at the at flea market. He sells um he's a good artist, so he sells his art. He sells um used musical equipment, you know, guitars and stuff. He has a lot of movies and DV and DVDs and albums, you know, the, the vinyl stuff that he sells. Yeah. Right across from him was a guy there that was selling uh, his his book. The name is uh Real Christie. With You've mentioned this name to me before. Um, in fact, I think I looked him up. Yeah. Yeah. So he played um, for the Jets with Joe, Joe Namath. Huh. And they won Super Bowl III. And we just did 56. This is Super he was Bowl. on that team? Yeah, he was on that team. Yeah. That's what so he, the name Broad, Broadway Joe because they were huge underdogs and Namath said, we're going to win this. So um, Earls wrote a book and all the proceeds from the book go to his foundation. So he's over there, you know, signing autographs with the book and stuff. Blah, blah, blah. But then um, my friend, um, Michael Sawyers, you know, introduced me to him. And I told him a couple of stupid jokes. He liked me right away because of my sense of humor. And he, he uh, took his uh, Super Bowl ring and put it on my finger, right? And then uh, he put his arm around me. And Mike took a picture and stuff. So, you know, I shared that picture with a bunch of people. And then... Um, telling him some jokes and he says so I says what do you do now he goes I'm a I'm a motivational speaker I says oh good for you man I, says, I said I used to do that he goes you did I said yeah but um what happened with me is and you know the story is that the first time I was talking you know I was you know you're afraid to talk in part in in public so I rehearsed like crazy so I would would remember everything I was supposed to say and I you know I even rehearsed my voice inflection and my pauses in between after I said something interesting the people to let it say so okay and stuff. But so, so what I did in real life, all of a sudden two people get up and walked out and a couple more got up and walked out and a few more before I know it, there's like just one guy left. I said to the guy, sir, I'm sure you noticed everybody else is gone. But you're still here and you keep watching and you watch. I mean, don't feel like, don't feel obligated to be here. Why are you still here? He goes, I'm the next speaker. I bet you're all cursed like that. So here's, here's what happened with this. This is a true story now. He said to me, Tony, I'd love to get together with you. And I'd pay you for you to show me and I'd tell some of those jokes that, that breaks the, you know, the, the thing. Because when I speak, I don't have any jokes at all. I don't, you know, I'm, you know, I'm just boring, but uh, I'd love to have learn some of those. So then the following week, I went over there to see my friend again. And there he was. He said, hey, my friend, Tony, how you doing? I said, hey, listen, we're not friends anymore. He said, what do you mean? I said, well, first of all, I showed my wife the picture of a, uh, of me with your Super Bowl ring on my finger and you had a arm around me. So now she thinks I'm engaged to you and I got to stay away from you. <laughs> he just he just thought that was so funny. <laughs> so I said, take your stupid ring back. I don't want it. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I've done a lot of presenting over the years and now I'm on my own with the motivational speaking business. Yeah, yeah. Um, telling jokes from stage is really dangerous. <laughs> You know, I love using humor in it, but to actually tell a joke, and I've done it in the past. I, I've sometimes opened up some some presentations with a joke, but it's got to be 
really good and it's got to be kind of unknown because you don't want to be going, oh gosh, I've heard this. And I've had a couple of good ones, but in my motivations, I've never really led with a joke. Um, I try to, because I, I have great content. It's life-changing, quite honestly, but I try to bring a lot of energy and passion to it and some humor when it's appropriate. Um, fascinating concept. The idea of joke telling is, is reserved for very few people. You are one of them. <laughs> wow. Interesting. So you know my um, my buddy, the my ex drummer. Mm. He's still a drummer, but he's not. When I, finally, when I finally talked to him after they backstabbed me and fired me from my own band. Well, you did talk to him. Yeah. So here's the first thing he said to me. I, you know, he didn't answer the phone. He goes, "Hey, Tony, we're looking for a guitar player. You know anybody?" Let's see how you laugh. That's kind of a fun way to break the ice and say, like, yeah, yeah this, you know, that's it. It's a fun way to break the ice unless you talk it to the guy that was that he fired. That's what I mean. I said, I says, Adrian, you don't tone deaf. Don't even say that to me because number one, you have no idea what it feels like. Number two, you're not looking for a guitar player. You already have one. You had it before you before you let me go. So don't give me that shit. I said, how did you think that was gonna be funny? I know it's funny to you, but how did you think it was going to be funny to me? So he says, well, you know, I'm sorry. He says, you should be. That was not a good thing to say after you fired my ass. Mm. What about the other guy who was, was he a bass player? You kind of brought him up from nothing and taught him how to play? No, John, he's, he's the guitar player. One of the guitar, guitar. players. So he, he, he sent me a real nice thing on a, a text saying, a text, not a call, a text. For the last hours, I've been searching and searching and searching for the right words. And there are no words. Mm. If it wasn't for you, I wouldn't be playing the guitar, number one. Number two, I wouldn't be in a band. And I certainly wouldn't be playing in crowds like we've been playing lately and stuff. Says, I'll never forget you, and I truly appreciate what you did, and thank you for, for, for my, the rest of my life. Wow. So the words he was looking for, by the way, was, were, hey, guys, we can't do this to Tony. Not like this. You've got to get together and talk and do something. But, you know, he couldn't come up with the right words, please. Right. So, you know. Mm. Okay, I've been very very blessed because I have a lot of friends. Seriously, and, I, and I'm not bragging. It's just one of those things where I have a lot of friends. No, no. I think I think part of being a friend, again, a lot of friends, is to be a good friend. So if I have uh, four friends that were in my band that are no longer friends, you know, why would I want to hang out with guys that do that to you? You know what I mean? So my, uh... as they say, whose loss is it anyway? I'm not applauding either. I'm just. You know, leaving my hands of it. Oh, so that's not applause. Well, I'm mistaken. I didn't get applause from the Boston College group. I guess they were just done with me. Yeah, they're just, you know, when you do this, that's not applause. It's, but talking about applause, you know, Tony Robbins, you know, you like, you like Tony Robbins and stuff. I've heard of the guy. When he claps, it, it drives me freaking crazy. You know, when people clap, they just go like this, right? But he does it like this. <laughs> you know, it's like uh, he's hitting, he's hitting the back of his hands. There's no sound there, you know. That has sound. This doesn't. I'm like, how come somebody never told me about his, how, to, how, to, how to clap your pants? Uh, should I call him and tell him? Tony. Well, next time I'm presenting with him, I will let him know that yeah. his friend of mine, Tony, has got a problem in, with the way you clap. You, you guys live in the same state, so I think you should pay attention. When next time you watch him, you know, he's performing. Oh, I know. You know, that's, that's how he claps, like this. I'm like, how, how can that make sense? It doesn't. I know, I've actually seen him live and I know exactly what you're talking about. It's a, it's a, it's a funny looking thing. <laughs> oh, well. Wow. Hey, have you seen my business card? Boom. I do love that. I think I might need one of those. Oh, sure. It's actually cool, isn't it? It's awesome. That's awesome. Wow. So what's happening to real estate then? Are you keeping busy? How's Jason? Oh. Uh, Jason, he's a, he's a character, man. Wow. He's, you know, he's a nice guy, but in a lot of ways, he's very awkward. And sometimes... Is he a watcher of the podcast? I don't know if he watches it or not, but he's just a nice guy, but he's awkward. So anyway, I guess it was a couple weeks ago, I had him, uh, I had a gem session with one of my friends who was a real good blues player. I mean, really good. 
I think he's the, the, the one I told you about that had a stroke and he couldn't remember that he, that he even had a good Yes. Oh, my God. That was amazing. Yep. So Jason had a situation like that. He had a heart attack and a stroke and he, one day I was at his condo and he had three, three guitars hanging on the wall. I says, what's with the guitars? He goes, oh, I used to play. I says, what do you mean you used to play? He said, well, I, I can't play anymore. I says, why not? He goes, I had a stroke and a heart attack and I, I, I can't play anymore. So what do you mean you can't play? So he said, no, you can play. So then I told him a story about Fred. You know how Fred, right. after a stroke, he came home and um, he saw a room filled with guitars and amplifiers. He says, what the heck is this over here? To his wife, she goes, well, those are yours. He goes, why would I have guitars? She goes, because you're, you're a guitar player. You've been playing for 30, 40 years or more. I don't play guitar. You know, he was totally. So then the next day, he went over and tried to play some stuff. And he couldn't play anything. He, he did it every day for a while, but he just couldn't do it. It was like frustrating. So finally got mad one day and he grabbed one of the acoustic guitars and he went up to the front porch and he sat, sat in the bench. He said he said he was out there for about six or seven hours just messing around. He finally figured out some chords. And if you saw him play now, you would not believe that he ever had a problem. I mean, the guy's really, really good. Wow. So uh, when Jason was saying he couldn't play, I says, you know, that's total bullshit. You can play. Grab a guitar. Give me one. You grab one. We're going to play a song. He says, I'm telling you, I can't play. I says, just do it. No, it wasn't like a suggestion. It was like a, an order. So he gives me a guitar and says, okay, you know how to do an E chord? I says, he says, yeah. He says, well, show me. So he did the E chord. So there you go. Now you know how to do an A chord? He goes, yeah. He says, let me show me. So he did it. So okay, I'm going to do a thing between uh, E seventh and A. So just going back and forth like a nice rhythm thing. I want you to follow me. So I'm doing it. And he's following me. And then uh, I started singing, you know, that song, uh, Are, Are You Ready by the Grand Funk Railroad? Are you ready? I know the good band. I know the song. I just can't get it together. How's it go? Are you ready? Then it go like dun 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 dun. Yep. yep. Dun. He started playing that. Right. So then uh, he's looking at me and he's like bewildered. I said, "I thought you couldn't play, buddy." He says, "Well, I, I didn't think I could anymore." I says, "Of course you can." So now he's been playing a little bit. So he came over here and he met Fred because he wanted to meet Fred because of the. Uh, the story where Fred couldn't play after the stroke and now he played. And so he bought his guitar and he, and he jammed with us a little bit. It was fun. He thanked awesome. me five or six times already. And then he left his guitar here because he says, hey, can I leave my guitar here? I says, yeah, but that doesn't mean you're going to come back and jam with us ever all the time. I'm going to take it to the well, pawn shop and get some money out of it. <laughs> he's funny. He keeps asking me, when can we jam again? Because he's, he's like, all of a sudden he's like uh, alive again with a guitar. Oh. You've done this several times with people, and it was done to you initially. That's so amazing. What a cool story. Yeah. Talk about paying it forward. There it is. But the thing when it happened to me the first time, I never even, I never, I didn't know a guitar. I never played guitar. I never even touched one until uh, that happened. And then after two hours of uh, messing around with it, we were playing a song, and it was, it was amazing. Hey, so was that um, Louie who did that with you years ago? Yeah, we were playing soccer. Is he the one who plays the very vertical holding guitar? He does that because he has a problem with his uh, wrist. It hurts like crazy. So he can't play it the, the normal way. So he has to do this with a guitar like that because he can't play it the so other way. I was in Florida with the guys and we were talking, we talk a lot of music because it's so, we're all into that. Yeah. And we all have our little various things that we like to, our favorites we kind of bring in. And they had never heard of the Let It Be medley that Nuno did. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so we're going out to dinner one night, and I have the big screen TV on the wall in the living room. Hang on. I go to Utah, bring it up. And Louis in that with that vertical guitar. I never, I mean, I've watched this dozens of times, but every time I do, I see somebody new in there because there's dozens and dozens of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when it was done, literally the guys applauded like that was amazing because they're all Beatles fans, of course. And yeah, yeah. I don't know if anybody watching this hasn't seen that. It's just Google or, you know, YouTube Nuno and let it be. And what a beautiful rendition. It, it is a beautiful thing, isn't it? Yeah. Oh. Huh. Wow. Hey, so uh, we get a baseball season. Major League Baseball finally got together Thursday night and settled all their disagreements and labor stuff. And as of Friday morning, Thursday night officially, we got a full 162 game baseball season with the spring season starting spring training starting today and full season wow. which is exciting i didn't think it was going to happen most people in who are really on the inside were thinking 
right, April's out. We're just hoping for maybe some May baseball and they got it together. So from my house, less than 20 minutes, the uh, Phillies training thing is right away in Clearwater. Mm -hmm. We have the uh, Blue Jays. Those Blue Jays, yeah. Yep. Toronto. Toronto. Yeah, they're over there in Dunedin. That's like 15 minutes from the me. Canadian team. And then we have the Yankees. That are right across. Never heard of them. Well, you know them. One time they, the Red Sox were down three. The Yankees three were nothing. Three games to nothing against the Red Sox. And then the Red Sox. We, we helped. We are, the Red Sox helped the Yankees make history. We swept them. <laughs> After there were three, three, not three and oh, the three games against us on the playoffs, we came back and won four games in a row. Four, we helped the Yankees make history. I'm just going to drop this down for just a second. New York Mets, baby. That's oh. why we don't know the Yankees. Well, I'm glad you were just showing a t shirt. <laughs> we, we know the Yankees, all right. I grew up in New York as a Mets fan, so. National League, I can still hold on to them and the Red Sox. All good. Yeah, but I'm just excited for everybody. The baseball season is here. It's very exciting. Wow. It'll be fun. It'll be fun, yeah. When we were in Florida last weekend, Bennett had bought tickets, 10 tickets total, to two different spring training games for five of us. Of course, none of it happened. You know, so right, right. You get home from the trip and suddenly it's happening. But So guess what's happening? I also, um, oh, I think this might be the year on the podcast that I wear the Worcester Red Sox shirt. I just purchased myself this week a little uh, plan for some, not season tickets, but seats for a nine-game plan for the Worcester Red Sox. Uh, I'm really excited about this. I went to four or five games last year, and it was amazing. And I sat all over the stadium thinking that next year, this year, I might buy something. And I wanted to know where I wanted to do this. And so I'm really excited about the location I got. I'll send you the dates. Maybe you come into town. We have a game. But it's, you know, minor league baseball is such a great take because it's smaller. It's intimate. It's very family friendly. There's a lot of young families and stuff on the field. But the baseball is amazing. That is good, yeah. So, and I can just about walk. I can absolutely walk to the stadium here in Worcester Polar Park after Polar Beverages, big central mass business. So very exciting. So um, Monday night, I'm gonna go see Foreigner. They put on a great show, man. I saw them a couple of times, it's awesome. Where are they playing? Ruth Eckert Hall in Clearwater. And then on the 18th, so two, on, huh? the 18th on the 18th, I'm gonna go see Get the Let Out in St. Pete, St. Petersburg, Florida. Who are you going with? Oh, my brother-in-law. I think I'm up to eight times with them. It's amazing. It I'm not stopping. I'm not going to stop. I think I told you this before. Um, when it comes to tribute bands, I usually don't like them that much because they try so much to, to look and act like the original. You know, but these guys, you know, Led Zeppelin was four four players. These guys have six six people on the stage, or maybe seven, and they even tell you, "We're not looking. We're not looking to, to try to appear to be like the band. We want to sound like the band on the albums. You can't do that with just three musicians. That's why they have five or six musicians on, on stage, right?" You talk about sound. I mean, I mean, I'm a really tough critic. If when it comes to like, you're going to go play Led Zeppelin. Yeah. It, it, as you know, but if anybody's listening or watching and hasn't seen these guys and you like Zeppelin, they are literally note for note. It's scary how good they are. Yeah, right now I'm learning. And they, uh, even, and they even tease about what they look like and who they look like, you know. And, yeah, they don't but, look like um, yeah. It's a lot of fun. They don't look like the band. They're not trying to be like the band. They look like they look like themselves. Yeah. They start um, off. So I'm learning now. Yeah. Uh, I'm learning high, uh, good times, bad times right now. You ever listen to the drums on that? Oh my god. It's crazy, isn't it? This this is kind of what set the whole thing up. This is the first song on the first album. John Bond is 19 years old. And he comes out with these bass drum triplets, and people are like, What is this? And man, they changed music. Yeah. And I don't think Led Zeppelin would have been Led Zeppelin had it not for had it not been for each of those four guys. So I saw a video. I mean, everybody, everybody brought 
real, real relevance to the band. I saw a video the other day that really bothered me. Keith Richards from the Rolling Stones was talking about Led Zeppelin. He says, you know, the name was appropriate. They never got off the ground. They were just the number one rock band in the world for 10 years straight. And he says, they never got off the ground. He says, you know, the, I'm assuming uh, he was being sarcastic. No, he was actually being a jerk. He wasn't trying to be sarcastic, I don't think. I suppose he's probably capable of that too. Yeah. But ironically, part of that story is rooted in truth because they didn't think it was going to do much. And that's why they called themselves Lead, L E A D, Zeppelin, like a balloon. Like we're going to go over like a lead balloon. <laughs> true story. Well, the opposite was true. So two Mondays ago, the keeper and I went to the Boston Garden. We saw Toto and Journey. Wow. And it was amazing. This is a Christmas gift from her son and future daughter-in-law, Sean and Kate, um, gave us tickets to go see this. And you know what really made this special? This is probably not a concert that I would have gone out of my way to go buy tickets to and get to. But when you go because it's a gift, it's a different expectation. It was amazing. Oh, my God. It was so fun. Toto uh, warmed up. And I was surprised by how much stuff they played I didn't know. But of course, they did that, you know, Africa and Rosanna and yeah. uh, Toe the Line. And the sound was amazing. And then Journey came out. And I think they played for like an hour and 40 minutes straight. And it was just hit after hit after hit. Oh, yeah, yeah. And you know the story. So Steve Perry, the lead singer years and years ago, I don't know the details, so I will be... But apparently he was just like, I'm out of here and go do my own thing because I'm better than all you guys. And they were like, screw you. My understanding is they went to YouTube and found a guy who sounds just like him. And um, Korean kid, I think, I don't know his name. Yeah, yeah. And I, I'm not sure if they've replaced him again or not, but here's these 60-year-old guys, 65, jamming, rocking like crazy. And here's this young Korean kid jumping all over the stage, bringing a lot of energy. Oh, yeah, it's good, it's good. A whole new, younger audience to this. They sounded incredible. It was a blast. Yeah, they, he's actually really good, that guy, the kid. Yeah. Oh, so they're out there on tour having a good time. If you can see them, do it. So there was a video that I watched. Um, this guy worked at Home Depot. He's a big Boston fan, you know, Boston, the band. Mm-hmm. And he used to sing all the time at the house. So the kids filmed them and put it on YouTube, right? And then uh, somebody saw it on YouTube and sent it to one of the guys from Boston and said, hey, check out this video. So he, he called the guy, all the guys from the, from the band and says, hey, check out this video, this guy. And they figured out who it was and, you know, who he was and they figured out a way to find him. And they invited him to come to a, to a show. And then they talked to him and says, hey, we want you to sing with us. And the, the guy's just, Totally says, what the heck is going on? How do you guys even know? He says, well, we saw the video that, that's on YouTube. He goes, what video? His kids didn't even know. Didn't even know. His kids put it up there, right? So anyway, he's the singer for Boston. Isn't that crazy? So today he's the singer. That's yeah. And that's not a voice that many people can get to. That's amazing. I don't know if you noticed. I just moved to my back, my back porch at the, at the beach there. Did you see that? Yeah, I did notice. It's a nice place. I want that chair just over your left shoulder. I like that spot. You want that one? Yeah, I want to sit there. I don't want the chair. I want to sit there. Well, do you like more of a... That, that's, that's my Santa, island as well. Santa Maria? What's yeah. that beach called right there? Cabral Beach? I don't know what that... I think that's... Uh, oh, I'm not sure about that. And that's Tony's Beach. Tony's Beach, they call it? Tony's Beach, yeah. <laughs> now, this one over here... That one I know well because that's that's where my uh, up here in this hill is the the fire firehouse uh, lighthouse. I'm sorry, the lighthouse. That's your I, house right there. No, my house was actually a little further down, but uh, hmm. the house is still there. My two of my sisters own it now. Really? Yeah, because you know it belonged to all of us, and then they said, "Hey, uh, you, you guys haven't been going over there much. We we're the only two that go." Um, so my sister, my oldest sister, said, "I want to buy the house from you guys." So she. And the other one said, no, I want a part of it too. So the two of them bought us out. Oh, very nice. Well, they said we can still use it if we want to, obviously, but uh, it's not ours anymore. All right, maybe I'll just go back to, uh, to this, this thing here instead.
you're going to see get the letter. I just bought just before we started. I have a chicken email and Indian. Have you been to Indian Ranch down in Webster, Webster Lake for a concert in the past? No. I've lived in this area for 40 years and I've never been down there until last summer or two summers ago. What a great venue. Small outdoors. You got the lake in the background. It is spectacular. I just bought two tickets to a concert coming up this uh, summer. And they do a Sunday matinee show, one o'clock in the afternoon outdoors. Oh. Uh, in fact, I saw Get the Let out there two summers ago and brought the band and a bunch of people. Um, oh, it, was, it was amazing. And I was not, I was a little concerned about Get the Let out in an outdoor setting, but it was incredible. It's a good, it's a fun venue. Hmm. What's it called? Um, Indian Ranch. Indian Ranch. Webster Mass. Hmm. Yeah, they got they get uh, some big names through there, and sometimes it's a little bit uh, towards like the countryside of stuff, but they get lots of different stuff going through there. What time, you, what time are you taking your, your nephew and niece to, to lunch today? Uh, we didn't. We went to dinner last night instead. Oh wow! Because the keeper was saying, "I would love to see the kids. It's been a while," and she was not able to do lunch today. But we could do so. The four of us went to dinner last night at 99, the 90 pub 99. Oh, yeah, I used to like the 99. I gotta tell you, it was outstanding. I mean, I've always noticed like it's, it's no difference chilies and Applebee's and 99. It was, I had a Mediterranean salmon bowl, it was phenomenal. I'm serious, I was like, wow, this is amazing. So, I got an interesting story of the 99. My first car was a Volkswagen a bug, you know. Mm. So we used to go down to Hampton Beaches, some four of us in the car, and the three guys would fight to see who would get the front seat. Sure. What really mean fight? I mean, they'd have to grab one guy and throw him out. And so then they finally got in with, with Tony Shaves one, so he's in the front seat. And he put his wallet in my glove compartment. And it was his birthday, by the way. So we go to the, the beach, and on the way back uh, in Sudbury, there was a 99. So we pulled in there with, with the Volkswagen to go to the 99. So right in front of Tony, I opened up a glove compartment and grabbed his toilet, his uh, his wallet, right in front of, from the glove compartment, right in front of him, and I put, yeah. it, I put it in my pocket. He didn't even notice. So then we're eating the stuff, and then uh, the Bill came out and says, "Tony, it's your birthday, man. Let me take care of it." <laughs> I, I grabbed his wallet, and I paid with his money from his wallet. Right? <laughs> oh, cash from his wallet? Yeah, the other two guys knew what I was doing, but they he didn't. He never caught on. So then, uh, you know, we go home and drop him off. So he calls me up and I say, hey, Tony, man, this is crazy. I just look at my wallet. There's some money missing from the wallet. I said, what do you mean missing? He goes, well, this is, uh, this is somebody took some money or something. He says, well, you don't remember. You bought you bought us lunch at the 99. He goes, what? You bought it? I says, no, I bought it with your wallet. You saw me take it out of, take it out of the, wall, the glove compartment. I took the money at the, at the table out of your wallet. When we got back to the car. I put your money, your wallet right in front of you in front of the couple of into the golf compartment, and then when you were leaving, I says, hey, don't forget your wallet. He goes, oh, yeah, thanks, man. He says, I can't believe you did that. I says, why can't you believe it? It was nice. Thank you for buying us lunch on your birthday. Usually it goes the other way. <laughs> that was funny. He still That's reminds amazing. me of that, too. He still reminds me of that. <laughs> That's funny. That reminds me of your neighbor down there with the pizza delivery. That was a funny one also. Oh, yeah. I told him the other day that, that I mentioned that on the podcast. Tony Shades. He says, um, I didn't know he was doing a podcast. How do I find it? So I told him it's just do a, you know, go to YouTube and write in uh, no hissy fit zone. It'll pop right up. So funny. <laughs> he says, says, you told that story? I says, yeah. He goes, yeah, that was funny. I got I to gotta admit, I told you then. I, at first, I wouldn't, didn't know what to, what to you know, expect. Oh, God, that's beautiful. He says, the funny thing is, back at the time, I didn't really know you that well because I was new to the neighborhood. But you were a nice guy, but I just, you know, I didn't expect something like that. I says, I know, but. Mm. I might do it for you again. She says, oh, no, I don't order pizza anymore. <laughs> she says, I pick it up I myself. I actually told that story to people. Yeah. Listen, there's six slices, there's two of you, that's plenty. <laughs> and I paid for it, so what are you complaining about? <laughs> <laughs> oh, too much. Oh. And you could pay for it because years later, you saved all that money at 99 with Tony Shaves buying his own birthday lunch. Oh, yeah, that was funny, huh? That was all right. All right, Mr. Michael, we're going to probably uh, 
What do you got planned for the afternoon? What's going on down there in Florida today? Well, you know how long it takes for me to we do the podcast. It takes us about an hour. But then it takes me four or five hours to get her onto YouTube. But you don't you don't care about that. No, I do. In fact, I'm trying to come up with a way to kind of divide up the revenue shares that you get a little bit more because of the work you do after the fact. <laughs> well, thank you very much. I appreciate that. Listen, not just me, but hundreds of viewers appreciate you doing that. A suggestion came up. Uh, our buddy, our buddy Joe, was listening, and he was uh, disheartened to hear the opening music. And he says, "How come you're not using still face music for your opening?" Whoa! Just saying. Just throwing it out there. Well, for one reason, and I do like the opening music. I misplaced the uh, the CD from Stillface. I don't know. Is, no. this, is this the fourth <laughs> one you've misplaced? No, no. There's only one that I had when I went up north. That uh, somehow it didn't come back to me. We didn't come back with me to Florida. Well, I could take care of that, but also we have a, a digital version on Bandcamp, which I can get to. You can listen to it, your phone, Bluetooth in your car. So I need this. So you know, years ago, you know, when I was looking for for a ringtone on my phone. Yes. I couldn't find one that I wanted. So I actually grabbed my guitar and I have one of those line six uh, uh, spider gem where you can play stuff and you can do loops with it and you can record, put an SD card in there and you can record what you're doing. So I started doing this thing, this thing with the guitar where my fingers were going, and I recorded mm-hmm. it. That became my, my uh, ringtone on my phone. Oh, cool. Every time it rang, people say, What's that? I said, That's me playing a guitar. I said, What? <laughs> so I gotta, I gotta do that. So where do I go? I go to Bandcamp. Is that what you said? I'm, I'm searching it right now. Let's see, Bandcamp.com. I was gonna tell you a music story too. Maybe I'll wait for next time. Bandcamp.com/slash. You know what? I think it's still fake. Music.bandcamp.com. Let me try this. I don't need to waste our viewers' time with this. I will find it and I'll text it to you. Okay. Thank you. I had a music story to tell you. I'll wait for next time. But I discovered some new music that I kind of knew I existed, and it was because of a TV show, and I'll tell you about it next time, but I'm really digging it. So here's what Joe didn't tell you. He called me and said, hey, I told Mike that I shouldn't be using that intro music. You should be using Stillface. He said, but what you really need to do is to do the uh, my music. What's, what's his been again? JD and the Retro Riders. That's what he told me. He says, you need to use my music as your intro music. See how he is? <laughs> no, he didn't call me. I'm just kidding. He's two-faced in both of us. I know. Oh, I found it. Stillfacemusic.bandcamp.com Stillfacemusic.bandcamp.com Wow. Can you see that? I don't know if you can see that or not. Oh, there it is. Yep, still. Okay, I'll look at that. Look it up and. Uh, oh, look at that. Look at that, eh? I'm gonna crank some tunes over here and see how see how the thing goes. You didn't show them the uh, VIP pass, did you? Sorry, what? You didn't show Joe the VIP pass, did you? Um. Gosh, that's a good question. I didn't bring one with me to Florida. If that's what you mean, no. Yeah. But I can't imagine I haven't told him the story. I just need to wear that. I just need. I just. I don't need to say anything. I just have to wear it for the next podcast. I mean, it'd be pretty cool for you to be doing a gig and you have your own VIP pass. <laughs> hey, you, you, everybody, everybody be clapping like this. <laughs> but you should have your own. You should be a VIP in your own business. Uh, oh, always a pleasure, my friend. Same here, man. I love you. We'll do it again soon. This is 23. No hissy fit yet. No, I don't see one coming. We're looking for that thousandth viewer. We're keeping track. We're counting. Be the be the thousandth. So you know how um, Joe Rogan is the the king of uh, podcasts. Never heard of him. You know how uh, Neil Young wanted to cancel him. Yeah. Yep. Spotify. So when when people put it on Facebook and stuff, I'd say, Hey, Spotify. Let Neil go and keep Joe. Let Neil go and keep Joe. That's what I kept saying. 
Hey, listen, any good campaign has to rhyme. It's going to help. Yeah. All right, buddy. Enjoy the day. Talk to you soon. Nice. Oh, I was perfect on my side. I don't know what it's going to look like, but I can't <laughs> tell you how good my timing was on that. <laughs> All right, man. You're the See best. you, pal. See you. Take care. Bye.